the English Premier League. From the man you read. To a Brazilian named Fred. Hello. From the Socceroos. To the latest round ball news. From Harry Kill's tattoo. To Cantona's Kung Fu. Want to hear the best world football show on the planet? Well, stand in queue. For Hyundai Ailey. Fan made. Get behind your local club. Muchas gracias for Diego's. Welcome, amigos. This is the Four Diego's across Australia. My name's Carlos Alberto Diego. With me today is Rodrigo Rodriguez, Jose Throbbing Blue Vein Gorgonzola, and Warren Diego. We are four blokes who love our world footy and want to tell you all about it. So, Rodrigo, what's on the show for listeners tonight? Well, Carlos, tonight we share a soft sombrero moment with Socceroo star Luke Wilkshire, and Jose gives us a colourful Diego Maradona update in the global scene. Yes, and Warren talks up the world star that is Tim Cale in his UK update, and Rodrigo tells us about the mining magnate turned Santa Claus in his A-League review. We talk man love for Carlos, Tevez that is at Man City, no love for Rafa at Inter and clammy love for Fury in the A-League and much, much more. So all you sensitive hooligans out there, hang on to your sombreros. Coming up, what's got into Clive Palmer? Rodrigo will tell us all about it, so stay tuned across Australia. This is the Four Diego's. Triple M. Taste the Perth glory. Hear the Brisbane roar. For Hyundai A-League, fan made. Get behind your local club. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. You're with Carlos, Rodrigo, Jose and Warren on the Four Diego's across Australia. You can join us right here every week for your dose of world footy, Diego style. Coming up, Warren tells us of his love for Tim Cale. But first, Rodrigo, what's the latest in the A-League? Well, I just want to ask uh, the question, what's up with Clive Palmer? Has he just read Wuthering Heights or something like that? <laughs> and has he got all lovey-dovey on us? You know, he's really, I mean, he really is the Santa Claus of the A-League now, isn't he? The football gods got him last week, though, Rodrigo. <laughs> he gave out all the free tickets and from above, oh, no. yeah. the deluge came. But it was a collective man hug. It's a big uh, Clive Palmer bear hug <laughs> yes. of the Gold Coast, of the schoolies on the Gold Coast, of the players, of the fans, the beach. The beach actually had a crowd to cheer in front of the, uh, of course, the fan group for there for the Gold Coast. Fantastic. And, you know, they just celebrated and danced in the rain. All that was missing was the sand, Carlos, I've got to say. <laughs> the, the stadium, the, you know, Skill Park surfers was abhorrent. It was shocking. And uh, there's there's going to be more about that. You know, Gold Coast are spending $100,000 every week. Yeah. To get a surface like that is disgusting. Yeah, but come on, boys. It's an outdoor sport. It's a, it's a ball game. You play it outside. Yeah. If it rains. Look, my theory is, unless yeah. there is the risk of death, yeah. the game goes on. <laughs> unless it's quicksand. Quicksand. It's okay. a bo- you like playing in bogs, though. Lightning Jose. in front. Lightning. There's a chance that you might die. Yeah, you've played, a fo- you've played your whole career I in have. a bog, a cesspool. <laughs> yeah. And you showed a lot of skill in that too, by the way. Carlos, I think I've even played in quicksand. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see um, any of the footage of the English Championship game between uh, Ipswich Town and Leicester? They played on a foot of snow. Yeah. And they stopped the game just to do the markings because they (laughs) they got disrupted throughout the game. The sad thing is for both both sets of fans, they said it was the best that their teams had played all season. But the question I've got to ask, you know, about uh, Clive Palmer, is he in love? Yeah, you know, is he is he got some billionaires love with Frank Lowe? Is there something that I don't know here? We well, he certainly he threw open the gates at uh, Skill Park because he wanted to show appreciation of Frank Lowe and also Ben Buckley for the fine work in getting the one vote 
for the uh, World Cup bid 2022. And good on him because they, they, there was a bit of a testy relationship with the emphasis on testy there, Rodrigo, in the past between the <laughs> FFA and Clive Palmer. You talk about uh, sharing the love, but he has talked about maybe building his own stadium. Well, Apparently he's going to throw the gates open every week at that stadium and he's going to have the capacity at 5,000. Well, I think it's a young whippersnapper from Newcastle that's shown him that benevolence is the best way uh, to get the fans to the games. That's Nathan Tinkler, of course. And Queensland Nickel, his company, yeah. Clive Palmer's company, is going to open the gates in Townsville for the uh, North Queensland Fury and Wellington Phoenix game, and the gates are going to be open for free. Throw them open. He's only actually doing this because he's actually discovered that there's some nickel under the Gold Coast Stadium. <laughs> I think it's something to do with the uh, maybe the old mining tax being abolished or something. Uh, he's really happy now. But anyway, thanks very much, Rodrigo. We'll keep an eye on Clive. He's loving too many people. I'm watching him, We'll Carlos. just keep an eye on him. But coming up, our Timmy Stars again. Warren tells us about it. Stick around across Australia. This is the 4 Diego's. Arriba! Triple M. Feel North Queensland's fury. Get Adelaide United for Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to aleague.com.au for tickets. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. If you want to get in touch with the Diego's, drop us a line at diego's at fordiegos.com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S dot com. You can also join us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash fordiegos. Coming up, Jose gives us the latest on Diego Maradona. But first, Warren, what's the latest in EPL football? Well, Tim Cale is the latest, Carlos, and I would I will go so far as to say that he's the best Australian that's played in the Premier League ever. Craig Johnson, Mark Viduka, Harry Kill, Joe Cale. Marsden, Joe no. Marsden back in the fifties. I know we have to give due deference to all the elderly people out there, and I wasn't fortunate enough to see Joe Marsden. But in my time, he's the best player I've seen continually in from season to season. But for sheer guts and determination, he's such a leader. I mean, he's fantastic, Warren. I mean, is he in the best eleven in the EPL? I think he's in the best team in the EPL. If you were going to pick a best eleven, as they do. Right around the world in other sports, he's definitely in the best 11 Hang players. On, I, in the... I love Timmy Cull. Everyone knows I love Timmy Cull. In fact, I've got his tats on my come, body. You've been slow to come on board there, Carlos. Uh, no, no. He, I've got his tats on my body. <laughs> in fact, looking... I'm now Samoan yeah. because of what he's done in football. But to say that, you know, Harry Kuehl at his best for Leeds United, the, the boy was a boy wonder. He uh, was loved by everyone at Allen Road. And you're saying that Timmy Cale, best ever? Mm. You'll have an argument there. Yeah, Harry peaked a bit too early, Carlos. He went <laughs> off with a bang, and he hasn't... But Tim, the Tim Cale story is about constant improvement year after year after year after year. And if you want one player in the Premier League, think about it like this, that you want playing for your life, tell me that it wouldn't be Tim Cale in the top half dozen. Harry Kuehl, pre-grumbling groin, pre-gout, uh, certainly uh, he would be one bloke I would want right beside me. Tim Cale... Up there too, but Harry Kuehl's up there. Now, now the question I have for my learned colleagues here <laughs> is that, that does Tim Cale have to move to one of the, the, mm. the big mm. four to prove himself as a, uh, a top player? Well, if you include the Big 12, which includes Liverpool just, oh. I would say yeah. every team... I wasn't in including the, Liverpool. Every team in the <laughs> Premier League yeah. could play Tim Cale in their best team. And we're talking Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United... No question in my mind that he would get a game in their best team. Well, that might get him into the best 11 in the EPL because right now he's in the underrated or undervalued best 11 yep. in the EPL, I think. That's oh, a good question. I think Manchester United would be a good fit. Well, he reminds me of the old Brian Robson, uh, just coming from deep, just uh, yeah. arriving late, scoring with the head all the time. But he does get those goals out of nothing in the penalty era. I love those players because that's sort of, if I ever scored a goal, it would be out of nothing. You love Tim Cale, don't you? I, I, mean... I do love Tim Cale, but I don't want to at all devalue what Harry Kuehl did as a kiddie 
pre-bad groins. You, you think you found him. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I, I, I called it a long time ago. That he'll be the best ever soccer But, Warren, uh, before we go, you've got uh, the latest on Carlos Tevez, I'm a little too. bit worried about Carlos Tevez, your namesake, Carlos, his mental state, as I am with you. <laughs> I think he's been channeling Wayne Rooney because his manager seems to have gone down the same line. He put in a formal transfer request this week, and then he took it away and said, I'm... Able to play again at Man City. No, he didn't take it away. Warren, you're so naive about these things, you know. <laughs> uh, basically, it was all about money, and the Manchester, the shakes at Manchester United just said, nah, we've got a three-and-a-half-year contract remaining on your uh, current contract, and uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to just keep you here. You can rot in the reserves if you don't, and he had no choice. Do you well, think he's hated at uh, Manchester City, or is there hate-respect, Carlos? No, there's hate-respect, but the, the fans love him. As yeah. long as he plays well, scores goals, it, that's no problem. It's uh, you know, off-field with management and stuff. There's hate-respect there. And like, when they word it like, you know, you're going to rot in the reserves, <laughs> you, you tend to become homesick. <laughs> you, t- you tend to long for your mother. Yeah, imagine yeah. rotting in the reserves in Manchester <laughs> with all the snow around. Yeah. No. I'd be in a fetal position yeah. in the corner <laughs> sucking my thumb. But sometimes, and it's a bit like this with the Diego, sometimes... You look far and wide for the best talent, but it's actually staring you in your face. And Carlos Tevez is clearly their best striker. No doubt. doesn't matter who they've bought in. He's their best striker. And the only chance they have of actually making a run for the title is to have him play. Yet they've looked everywhere else. They've forced this situation, which is disappointing. We love Carlos Tevez. Yeah, but he's a problem child. He He is, is, but... And we'll love the problem children. Well, you do. And I do. I do love the problem children because they just need some care, some love. Thanks, Warren. Great little EPL. Not that great. It was okay. (laughs) EPL scene there. Coming up, Maradona's slap in the face. Jose will tell us all about it. So stay tuned across Australia. This is the Four Diego's. Triple M. Taste the Melbourne victory. Get on board the Central Coast Mariners. For Hyundai A-League fan made. Get behind your local club. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. Jose, Maradona's back in the news. Diego Maradona, he's, he's come out, he's hit out at, at his former club, Boca Juniors, because they chose Banfield's Julio Cesar yeah. as, the, uh, as the manager uh, over himself. I think the satellite went down in Argentina <laughs> when they played Germany, and yeah. they just handed the tape of Absolutely. that match to Boca Juniors' <laughs> yeah. management. They said, no, yeah. no. But, but surely before you do that, before you write, I mean, they would have sat in the boardroom, and they yeah. would have gone, okay, who are our candidates? Diego Maradona's name would have come up. Yeah. Now, before you write him off, you have to understand what this guy's been through. Yeah. And, and potentially what he can do to you. Because yeah, he's very good with an air rifle, as we know. <laughs> he's very good with an air rifle. He shot a, he shot a Juno a while back. And uh, also, yeah. he's very... Look, I worry more about his health because, I mean, he gets a bit upset. He'll pop one of those stomach staples, <laughs> too. That's right. That's nothing a, a quick call to uh, the great man, Fidel Castro. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't fix it, Fidel. Can you do something for me? I know. No. Look, the, where it's hurt him, it could have been any other Argentinian side. wouldn't have... Any other no. team in the world. That's but right. But Boca Juniors Boca. Is, a, is a team that he grew up with. He made his name at. Uh, he really credits a a lot of his own yeah. great, great experiences at that club. Look, so it would have hurt. It's very emotional for look, him. Even if it was Napoli, if Napoli had said, he wouldn't have cared. He owes something like, you know, 50 million euros to the uh, to the Italians yeah. anyway. <laughs> but Boca Juniors, it really tears at the heart. And being Christmas time, you know, the poor guy, he's going to be at home. He's going to chow down on at least 30 Cadbury <laughs> family blocks before he even hits the KFC. North Queensland's the place for um, Diego Maradona. Yeah. Give him the job there, I reckon. Yeah. Fran Stracker is the assistant, and Diego Maradona in the A-League. That'd be good. <laughs> well, let's hope our namesake uh, gets over this, Jose, because we know that he does a lot of self-harm in these situations. Next up, Warren talks about everyone's second favourite A-League side. So stay tuned across Australia. This is the Four Diego's. Triple M. 
feel the Melbourne heart. Soar with the Newcastle Jets. For Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to aleague.com.au for tickets. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. Warren, what's the update on the team we all love, Queensland Fury? They're in trouble, Carlos. Ben Buckley's a personal friend of the Diego's, and I'm saying <laughs> you must keep North Queensland. Cut Wellington adrift. They're in another country, and there's enough New Zealanders. Come and watch the games in Australia every week. We've got to keep them. Get people together. Your people, my people, everyone's people. You just love going up there and watching them in the hot and clammy conditions because you just love wearing that white singlet of yours with all the sweat stains on it. <laughs> you lose five kilos straight away, Carlos. It's fantastic <laughs> for the physique. David Williams, Straka. They've got the African nations there, Uganda, Togolese. We've just got to keep them. They're good for the game. And they actually, uh, they really suit the Diego's motto that you can't win things with beautiful football. That's they do play beautiful football and they don't win things. They, but they only lose 1 0. Got the great talismatic David Williams up front, the indigenous boy that's come good. Unbelievable setup there. They've got to stay. I agree. My, my problem with them is, is that they're my fa- second favourite team. They're your second favourite team. The problem is, is that they're Townsville's second favourite team as yeah. well, yeah. which is a massive issue. They're our closest point to Asia. <laughs> so we've got to keep them. I think you've got it, Jose. I think that's their market. Actually, apparently their market's going to be North Australia. (laughs) Northern Australia is going to be there. going to be playing in Darwin. They're going to be playing everywhere in that northern region. Uh, That's where they're going to be playing their football. I think it's a great marketing strategy, a great strategic move by that club. Forget Izzy Falau. Forget anyone else. (laughs) Get Jonathan Thurston playing for North Queensland Fury, and they'll go gangbusters. Next up, Jose gives us an update on the sacking of Rafa here in the Four Diego's, so stay tuned. with the Wellington Phoenix. Get Gold Coast United. For Hyundai A-League fan made. Get behind your local club. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. And you can join us right here every Sunday for your dose of world football, Diego style. Coming up, it's a special soft sombrero moment with soccer star Luke Wilkshire. But first, Jose, what's the news on the global front? Yeah, well, look, I think the big news at the moment is uh, the future of uh, Rafael Benitez. He has no future, Jose. Yeah, well, he does. He has no future. And I guess the, the thing I want to ask people is that, is it Rafa that's the poison chalice? Is he the poison chalice? Or does he choose to go to yeah. clubs that, well, let's say the clubs he's chosen yeah. all have a future? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so, it, was, it was cute. Look, you know, you, you're right, Jose. But do you, you know, when he had the opportunity to follow Jose Mourinho, the bane of his existence, yes, uh, after Jose won everything with Inter and the players loved him, and suddenly, you know, his ego just wouldn't allow him not to take that job to think that he could win more than Jose, and it was just going to be impossible, wasn't it? Was, it? it was a silly move. He's got the spectre of the special one just looming yeah, large. Yeah. In fact, Jose Mourinho actually came out and said that Rafa should thank him for winning the Club World Cup with Inter Milan because yeah. he got them there. Yeah, yeah. Look, what I thought I would do was um, I, I just wanted to find out a little bit about, you know, Rafa and you know, find out a, a bit about himself yep. as a person and maybe some of the things that could be affecting him. Yeah. So I went to his horoscope. He's born in April. Yeah. And uh, Chinese horoscope I thought would be the best. Fine, yep. Yeah, Chinese are never wrong. Uh, now, he's a rat. So okay. yeah, he's born in the year mm. of the rat. Yep. And uh, I, I, I got his horoscope for this week, and uh, they asked him to discard from his diet aqueous fruits, such as grapes and, and tomatoes, yeah. uh, so as to avoid water retention. That's very okay. hard. So, <laughs> he, now, hasn't, he hasn't been doing that. No, exactly right. That's so, very hard to do in Italy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Avoid grapes and yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. Now, now, what he needs to do is uh, he needs to eat leeks, uh, yeah. salad seasoned with lemon, yeah. or watercress or celery. Now, yeah. uh, apparently... He'll have a bit of time to do that. <laughs> 
these vegetables, mm. the, the, what, what they're saying is that these vegetables act like a diuretic. Oh. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, you'll, you'll be in a winning mood yeah. the whole time. So Siberia. He's regular. Siberia. Lots Very of regular. leeks in Siberia. He has porked up, Rafa. He, he has. has. But that's okay, because you're over in Italy and you're eating all the good but, stuff. But uh, I've got a question for Warren. Yeah. Now, the big rumour here is, I'm not sure whether it's Rafa's people that started this rumour, but uh, the chances are that he's going to be going back to Liverpool and taking oh, over there. No. So much to say, Carlos, that actually Uncle Roy, yeah. he actually came out and had to deny the fact that because Rafa was spending his Italian winter break, they don't play again until January the 3rd, yeah. he was spending it back in Liverpool. Now, he's either not got very many fun thing, aspects <laughs> to his life, Rafa, or he's looking yeah. to do something. But the whole thing is circular because... Jose Mourinho's come out and denied that he's going back to Inter Milan. <laughs> so it's just bizarre. But look, he, he brought it upon himself. And Jose, Rodrigo and Warren, you never, ever challenge an Italian with an ultimatum, which, oh. uh, of course, after he won the FIFA Club World Cup uh, just recently, he came out and said, back me or fire me. Have you well, seen? Well, the Italian, yeah. uh, Massimarati, he's always going to go to the ladder. But it's, it seems to be a very uh, similar story for Rafa. He sort of gets to the point where all of a sudden he starts to question the, their buying and selling of yeah. players, and, and he starts to question the, the ambition. List, yeah, the, the amb- list yeah. that he has. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, people are going to buy that anymore. It happened after eight years at Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, it happened that's after right. eight months yeah. at Inter. Seriously, Google Massimo Moratti, yeah. and uh, he looks like... A cross between the Grim Reaper <laughs> and Keith Richard. Yeah, exactly. He's right. like this. He's like the love child. Yeah, of, of, but they've got a long, long history into the Marathi family. You don't mess with them. You don't give them ultimatums. I'm not sure what uh, got over Rafa Benitez. I don't know what his future is, really. Uh, look, Payment. Yeah. They're working up a payment. Yeah, payment speak. plan at the moment. So we'll see what happens there. But he's certainly going to be released. And But there is talk that uh, the likes of Fulham. Or you know some of West these Ham. Mid- West Ham, Fulham. Uncle Avram's on his way out soon, so uh, we'll see whether Uncle Rafa, because he's becoming an uncle now. He oh, is. He well, is. That's what I was going to say. If he can't go to Liverpool, you'll have two uncles at Liverpool. <laughs> so, geez, the uncle market is huge at the moment, isn't it? In exactly world football? right. But look, for a little kiddies out there, do not challenge your bosses. Like <laughs> no, Rafa that's did. right. But thanks very much, Jose. Coming up, the Diego's chat to Socceroo star Luke Wilkshire in a very special soft sombrero moment. So stay with us across Australia. This is the Four Diego's. Triple M. Sydney FC for Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to a-league.com.au for tickets. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. The Diego's love a humble socceroo, a man who does it for the team and does it for the shirt. Our guest tonight certainly fits that bill. Please, a big Four Diego's welcome to Luke Wilkshire. G'day, how you doing? Really well, mate. It's Carlos Alberto Diego. Mate, you are a veteran of two World Cup campaigns, uh, even though you're only 29 years old. The Asian Cup's coming up in January. Does the hunger still burn for you as much as it did when Gus Hedink uh, plucked you out of the Bristol City uh, reserves in the, in second division in England back in 2005? Yeah, of course it does, mate. I, uh, I wouldn't still be playing if it didn't. Uh, every day it's a, it's a new challenge and... You know, I'm really looking forward to the Asia Cup, that's for sure. Now, look, it's Rodrigo Rodriguez. So you're an understated sort of guy. Timmy has got the Wheat Bix gig. Harry's got the underwear model gig. <laughs> Lucas has got the Optus gig. The Diego's reckon that you deserve a gig of your own. Now, we're thinking a Lynx deodorant, understated and humble, but the stuff the women can't resist. <laughs> Would that be something that might interest you? <laughs> Mate, I... 
I don't know about the links deodorant, but I, I love a bit of Rexona, and I, um, <laughs> I've, I've given them enough free plugs. I think it's about time I got something sorted. Kaching. Yeah. <laughs> See, Luke, you come across as the old spice sort of guy for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, World Cup 2010, mate, South Africa, so near yet so far. I certainly haven't got it out of my system yet. Have you got it out of your system as yet? Uh, I try to, and every now and then when, when I start to sort of feel like a, I've got it out of my system, someone brings up the miss I had against Ghana, and, uh, <laughs> and it just, yeah, sneaks me back down. But, uh, but no, you know, I, I try and look back on the fond memories, and, you know, we had some good times, some highs and lows, and... You know, it's, it's, never, it's always there in the back of your mind. Now, Russian football, Luke, I'm interested in, in Russian football. Tell us about the standard and and what's it like to play professional football in Russia. Yeah, look, the, the level's very high there. It's a very competitive league. You know, of course, at, at certain times of the year, there, there's a lot of snow and it, it's not the most pleasant to be playing football. But, you know, it's part of a challenge. And, you know, I'm enjoying my time. I've been here two and a half years. I'm having a great time. I've been there for, for many more years to come, I, I do believe. On the 40 Diego's across Australia, you're listening to a special soft sombrero moment with Socceroo star Luke Wilkshire. Now, in the aftermath of the World Cup, it was obviously what was happening. Uh, it, it was a disappointing campaign even though you guys did so well against Ghana and also Serbia in the end and just missed out, does it disappoint you as a player that, uh, you know, the media or the pundits, and not the Diego's, but the media and the pundits look for scapegoats after a performance like that? Yeah, definitely. I think um, the most frustrating thing is, is the way some of the people sort of perceived our whole World Cup to be as such a, you know, a catastrophe as such, you know, a big failure where, you know, OK, we had we lost to Germany 1 or 2-0 in the first game, I think everyone would be, be very happy with the World Cup. You know, yeah, we lost 4-0, we, we fell apart a bit, we lost our heads. We, we played over 90, nearly 90 minutes with, with only 10 men at a World Cup against three of the top, top teams, you know, and, and for us to achieve what we did, um, you know, in coming close and in the last game beating Serbia in a draw against Ghana, which I think we, we probably deserve to win. You know, I think it's a it was a positive tournament for the team overall. Now, Luke, I'm just um, I'm I'm interested in the 50 man squad. Carlos is a little bit disappointed that he didn't make the 50 man squad because he's been pushing really hard. But have you got any words for any of the A League players that didn't actually make the 50 man squad in terms of their future hopes for representing Australia? <laughs> Yeah, keep keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> if, you're, if you're over if you're over 29, then uh, then you you know you got a bit of bit of extra work to do. The Diego's reckon there's there's a little man in, inside you, like a Jose Mourinho, bursting to get out to jump out and say how good you are. Do you ever feel like doing that? By the way, just getting out and saying I'm really good. <laughs> no chance, mate. No chance. Um, no, I, you know you let other people do the talking. I think. Uh, if I come home and I say to my missus that I've had a good game, then she would knock me across the head anyway. So. <laughs> Mate, uh, congratulations on your season so far. Good luck with the Asian Cup uh, after they whittle this 50-man squad down to you know to 23. Hopefully you go all the way and win it. You guys deserve it, mate. Hopefully I'm in there. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> all righty. That was a special soft sombrero moment with Socceroo star Luke Wilkshire. Next up, while we're in uh, talks Christmas card lists, who do we keep and who do we cross off? So stay tuned. Across Australia, this is the 40 Diego's. Triple M. Taste the Perth glory. Hear the Brisbane roar. For Hyundai A-League, fan-made. Get behind your local club. It's the 40 Diego's on Triple M. Warren, you want to spread some Christmas meanness this festive season. It's always a difficult choice when you get the pack of 24, Carlos. You've got 25 <laughs> names on it. Who do you miss out? Yeah. You missed out, I'm sorry yeah. to say. That's the reason why you haven't got one. But I was thinking about 
players and coaches and managers in terms of exchanging Christmas cards. For like, for instance, Sam Allardyce is not going to exchange Christmas cards with Indian chicken kings from Blackburn. In fact, he's not eating chicken at yeah. all. You know, Chris Houghton, he's not going to buy sporting equipment from Mike Astley. No Christmas cards there. Wayne Rooney and Sir Alex Ferguson, well, Christmas cards? I think originally... Fergie would have wiped him off the list, then put him back on the list. So there, there's another category of those who go off the list and come back on the list, but those very unlucky ones actually go off the list again. Yes, I know someone who is off a Christmas card list, and that's Warney with Liz Hurley. <laughs> He's not getting a Christmas card. Certainly not. Is Carlos Tevez sending a Christmas card to Roberto Mancini, do you think? I think, I think they're fine. They'll be sharing Christmas turkey together, those two, because it wasn't. it's not about them. It was about Manchester City's management and Carlos. Robbie Slater and Harry Kuehl won't be exchanging uh, <laughs> Christmas cards. Not. No. But look, with Christmas cards, it also depends on, you know, because you can send the Christmas email now. Oh, yeah. But, but the Christmas cards certainly suggest effort. Yeah. Right? Because you've gone, you're taking the time to write if you can write. You put write, pen to you, paper. If you can write. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, right. you know, or we can get, get someone else to write for you. But It's always interesting at Christmas time. We find out who we really like and we find out who we don't really like. And that's the whole point of it, you know? And, Warren, our millions of listeners have worked out they don't like you. Thanks very much, Warren. Magnificent uh, little update on the Christmas cards. Next up, it's Rodrigo's 2010 in review. He'll have a full two minutes to do it. Stay with us across Australia. This is the Four Diego's. Arriba! Triple M. Feel North Queensland's fury. Get Adelaide United for Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to aleague.com.au for tickets. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. Welcome back. This is the 40 Diego's Across Australia with Carlos Rodrigo, Jose and Warren Rodrigo. It's your 2010 year in review. Well, 2010, uh, guys, was the year our nation's mentality was tested. Of course, <laughs> Durban and Zurich are two cities I never want to visit again, quite frankly. <laughs> of course, uh, we, we went to South Africa with our mentality intact. Yeah. We were going to make it through. to We were going to win the World Cup, Carlos. <laughs> we are full of hope. We are on a bus. We got to Durban. On many buses. Yeah, absolutely. Long bus trips. Our mentality was ruined. We got smashed uh, 4-0 against the, you know, the Germans who were fantastic. But, uh, you know, Pim's mentality yeah. was questioned, wasn't it? No striker. We got there, no striker. No prongs. He uh, had a prongless mentality there, Rodrigo. <laughs> it was a poor prongless mentality. I felt violated in so many ways <laughs> after that game. And the, and the other, of course, then we, you know, our mentality was restored when, yeah. you know, against Ghana and Serbia, and that was fantastic for us, but still we didn't make it through the next round. So mentality, slightly jaded. The other major event, of course, was the World Cup bid. Now, our mentality is uh, forever changed. <laughs> Shattered. FIFA's mentality, questionable. Yeah. FFA's, Australia's mentality, wrong, but forever yeah. changed. Can you lose confidence in your mentality? Because I've lost total confidence that anyone outside Australia has any faith in what we do over here. Well, I just think it, it reminded us that we're still a relative minnow yeah. uh, when it comes to doing these deals at the highest level, the, at the elders section of FIFA, Carlos. Yeah. yeah, I think it sort of made us look like a, a naive child, really, Yeah, the, that, that whole process. But they're wrong, because we're mature. We are mature. We Just because we're, we're perceived as yeah. that doesn't mean we are that. Again, I felt violated in so many ways. <laughs> no, but that's a good thing in a nation's history. Yeah. Our mentality will get stronger yeah. as we progress. So, yeah, feeling naive is not bad. Jose. I don't want to get stronger. I want to become more corrupt. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's what we need to do. But let's uh, let's finish the year off uh, with the Diego's Player of the Year. Yep. Honourable mentions? Yeah. Tim Cale. Oh, for sure. Uh, Mark Schwarzer. Yep. Sasha Ognanovsky. Yes. Asian Player of the Year. Uh, Kate Gill. Fantastic. Asian of course, uh, yeah, Asia Player of the Year, Matilda's Gold King. Oh, yes. Gold she, Queen, sorry. Fantastic. Josh Kennedy, yep. Golden Boot, yep. uh, and played in the J League Premiership with Nagoya Grampus. But the Player of the Year... Hang on. Adam Frederici, 
saving for fun at the moment with Reading. Premier League, Premier League abounds. Absolutely. You know what I'm going to say. You might not. It's Brett Holman. He's my player of the year. Yeah. With the Socceroos, when he came on, he was one of the reasons that we turned, our mentality turned it around in uh, in South Africa. So, Brett Holman, for me, he's looking for a move from AZ Alkmaar to the big leagues now, and let's hope that he yeah. continues because we need him in the Asian Cup. He may get a gig in Belgium. Fantastic. Good on you there, Rodrigo. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, Jose. Uh, I'm Carlos Alberto. All the best to all our listeners over the festive season. Be safe and make sure you go and support your local A-League club. Remember, for your dose of world footy, tune into the 40 Diego's right here every week. If you want to contact the Diego's over the Christmas period, we're taking your emails. Diego's at 40diego's.com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 40 Agos. And of course, you can check out our podcast at 40agos.com. So remember, Rodrigo, wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bumba, we'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever there's girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever Gringos play football, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Diego's. Olé. Olé. Triple M.